Pickaxe. So, guys, I've I've started um, a, a wrestling promotion. Oh. I know we've all sort of experienced this vicariously before mm. in a previous life. Yes, work. yes. But this one is is directly pertinent to our interests, I feel. And isn't done at the expense of like your employees or, or anything like no, that? No, no, it's no. not. God, it's who not. would do that? That would be awful. God mm. forbid, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, so it's it's through Peter and I's main job. Is that correct? Is that correct, English? Oh, Peter I don't and I's? No, Peter and me's. It's, mine and, mine right. and Peter's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Main job, Triple Jump, and uh, it's in a video game called SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. And I created a load of custom wrestlers, right? And I've set up a roster and started a campaign. And in the opening bout, it was Tiny Peter Austin versus Dave Benson Phillips. TP versus DBP, who will win. (laughs) But unfortunately, Tiny Peter Austin, unsuccessful. Dave Benson Phillips, emerging victorious. Well, it's true to life, I would say. Yeah. He is a wrestler. He's he got is. experience. It's for the best. I feel like Dave's going to provide. Not sorry, not to disparage your wrestling, Peter, but I feel like Dave's going to provide a better show throughout the rest of the uh, yeah. the the card. Is that? Yeah, a... no, that's right. That's yes. good. Yeah, that's yes. the vernacular. Okay, gold star. Yeah. Um, he is in a tag team with Neil Buchanan. Oh, <laughs> wait. Could, and... could I quickly run through who's in it? I'm very yeah, curious of course. now. Um, let me let me pull up a photo and I'll, and I'll talk you through. Oh, it's a brilliant uh, photo, Mikey. Have you not seen this? <laughs> no, no, second. I missed this. Oh, well, I'll link you to the to the tweet. Let's uh, let's find it. There's quite a few. There's quite a few people in it. Um, is, here we is go. Grimace in there with his Can thick muckinuggies? Grimace is in Grimace it. Grimace is oh, in yes. it. Yeah. He wow. is in it. It's um, an all star cast. And Grimace is one of the better made characters, surprisingly. You think? I think. You yeah, think he's all I, right? I was pretty impressed by Grimace. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, here you go, Mikey. That took me fucking ages. Wow. That okay. Just follow the <laughs> link. Discord. Yeah. Discord. <laughs> nice one. Uh, oh so, my fucking god! So this, <laughs> Simon Miller looks at Spawn. Doesn't he? He's just a bold man in a singlet. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what does that say about Simon Miller? <laughs> We've got Dick Mychinko. Uh, from at the top, Billy Ray Walrus. There's Rules Boss there. Of course. He's got a question mark on his nose. Rules Boss. You can't really see it. Wow. Uh, there's, uh, you've spotted Dave yeah. in his yeah. tie-dye top. Dave's very well done as well. It actually looks a little bit like him. Uh, you've got uh, James Jenkins, one of our editors. Uh, there's me. Then there's Tiny Peter. Yeah. And there's Ashton. I like how you've done everyone, like everyone looks pretty much spot on to their counter- counterparts, but Ben, yours Thank is you. a... <laughs> it's not great, is it? <laughs> I like that you're so selfless that you put the most time in everyone else but yourself. Mm. Yeah, I really didn't. To be honest, I didn't try really hard with any of these guys. Uh, but then we've got Brian Butterfield, obviously, on the right. There he is. Um, we've got Ivy, who you won't be familiar with. Oh, uh, I'm familiar with Ivy, don't you? Oh, worry. are you with the yeah. spooky voice? Okay, so that's her. Now you know the Fisher Price car that we have, <laughs> the pink and gold one, right? Yeah. Well, the Fisher Price car, as it turns out, uses she/her pronouns and okay. is a female member of the roster, and that's her there. Lovely. Fantastic. She looks. In case she looks you were simply simply magnificent. She is. She's actually quite scary to look at, <laughs> yeah. but you can't. Most of her is obscured by other wrestlers. She's uh, very wide. She's pretty wide. Uh, quickly running through the rest, we have Sparkles, uh, Barbara's lady wife, Hannah Montana, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, Neil is. Neil Bucakes there. Wow, what um, made like so? 
<laughs> for people who are listening to this in a car, <laughs> yeah. trying to imagine just the most haunted depictions of all these people possible, and it's it's scarier than that. But what made um, Neil so buff? Like, what? what? Uh, it's all that, all the big art attacks, I think. Yeah, <laughs> just big... carrying around loads and loads of barrels of salt, just everywhere it goes. <laughs> so many, so many barrels of salt. Then you've got uh, you've got Polyrath, uh, Palmusek there, uh, Brian Bumpus, who is legally different, not mm-hmm. the same guy as no. Brian Busfield, different man. Yeah. Then there's Pichiti Dust Grimace, who's got nugs on his tum tum, oh, and nice. uh, Simon Miller, and that's the that's the roster. God, what a lineup! That is impressive. Neil looks like the guy out of that really violent video game, Hatred. Oh, God. I don't know that I'm familiar with that one. It's like an infamous, like, just gratuitous simulator. Oh, fuck. Okay. That was not the intention. I know he used to have longer hair, so that was the closest I could get. Just a sort of wispy fringe is what does it. Does Barbara Piss have orgy tattooed across her chest? No, it's forgive. Oh, of course. (laughs) Forgive. It does look like orgy in that photo. Um, Apologies again to everyone just experiencing this through audio description for the blind. Absolutely. You you can't see it. Uh, Puss in Boots, a ginger tom, spies a spot of light on the floor and chases it. Mm -hmm. That was always the advert before the films for me, for the the blinds. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to give like a Dave update, a virtual Dave update. Good. Um, he can be seen over on twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump cheeky plug and, I'm gonna uh, add that to the thread if you haven't already actually, no I haven't yeah do you want I don't know if I have a full photo of Dave himself but the full no, just... showdown between Dave Benson Phillips and Tiny Peter Austin is available on the on our VODs channel at triple oh, jump so I need to watch this is this is the wrestling I'm getting to want to watch yeah me too I would actually watch this a lot of people said that they've never been more invested. That the, there was like a twenty-minute match between Brian but- Butterfield and an actual real wrestler that Brian Butterfield won, and it was <laughs> yes. amazing. It was the most edge of your seat viewing you could possibly imagine. But uh, there we are. That's it. Amazing, impressive work. Thank you, mm-hmm. Ben. It's okay. Music time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Music time. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Podiots, the official, official. Vidiots podcast. podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three R's, where everybody brings a, a thing along to, to talk, talk about. about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I'm Michael. Oh. Hello, everybody. Oh. How are we? Th- I nearly said that like you normally say it, Mike. You, you, Mike it. You, Mike it. <laughs> Mike. You normally say he- hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. That's a that's a Mikeyism. But yeah. hi, how are you? Are you yeah, good? Doing all right. Yeah, well. I'm feeling invigorating for life after looking up, looking so intently at those faces. I looked at nothing but that image for five minutes while you went through <laughs> I'm it. Really and, like, sorry. <laughs> it's, <laughs> No, it's it's good. I think it's 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 improved me as a person. I'm going to take these faces. I'm going to have nightmares about them for years to come. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I mean that was the that was the intention yeah. after all. Peter, yeah. how are you? Uh, I am very well, thank you. How are you, Ben? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm okay. I had my I got my second jab. Yes, um, you did today, which I think makes me invulnerable to mm-hmm. all ailments. Um, yeah, and that's good. Feeling pretty powerful today. Got a dead arm. Uh, I haven't entered the, the 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 risky like sleep time mode i just because only because of the awkward pause not because of just the words i haven't but when you said i've got a dead arm i haven't 
and then paused awkwardly. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I I just I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Where did you th- go on? Oh, Help oh, share oh, it with the yeah. class. Go on, go on Peter. Sit. Yep. Uh, I haven't given. I believe. I believe the technical term, the Urban Dictionary term, is a stranger. I haven't given myself a stranger. Um, oh, but uh, a stranger. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. That's where you get the the vaccine and the non dom non nominant arm, right? Yeah. What to avoid temptation? To avoid that, you know, the devil's yeah. um, tickle. Yeah. Eat some, <laughs> oh God. Eat some Kellogg's as well for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Kellogg's or Quaker's oat, or is it the same? Are they just kind of the I same? I think it's cornflakes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Must. Be, yeah. A food so plain. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was a yeah. Cornflakes, cornflakes are like yeah. That that'll that'll stop them. We should we should, one of us should do that as a thing at some point. I think we have done. Have we? Wow, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what I someone's done. Know, it. Yeah, that's so. humiliating. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you want to help us pay for our education or my education, I should clarify so that I do know more about what we have and haven't covered on Podiats. Why not consider uh, contributing to the cause and supporting us financially? You can do that. It is possible. If you go to streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations, donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. We'll love you forever and you'll really, really help us out and uh, keep bringing you uh, what? And help us to keep bringing you the amazing Podiots content that you love also very, very much. Mikey has the first batch for us. We begin with Billy Ray and the Clonosaurus. Stop turgling my Gergberg. Shrek oh. the Musical. Mr. Black. Donak 07. Podiots made me crash my car. Is this another Podiots accent that's happened? Oh, I oh, think dear. That maybe that's the same guy yeah. who did crash <laughs> his car the same while name, laughing okay. at immediately. I don't know if we've spoken about this, but he did incriminate himself by saying that he laughed so hard that he crashed. So I don't yeah. know if he was making any kind of insurance claim. <laughs> but he did publicly fault. state it was his fault, yeah. Oops. Oh, well, hopefully the insurers aren't listening or watch or following us on Twitter. Fingers crossed. Al Koholic. Kermit the Pogue Mahone. Shit, I forgot to use camel case. Oh, God. Three years to battle through. Alan Claw. Keith, Keith, Keithsus Chegsaw Massaquin. Wow. <laughs> the Keithsus Chegsaw Massaquin, you know. Oh, lovely. Check out my naked jungle. Stukalicious. The generous, anyway, here's Roland. And they say, I've watched and listened to you guys since the beginning of Vidiots. 2018 was a difficult year for me, and having your videos to look forward to helped me through the year. Keep up the great, funny content. And Peter... Oh fuck! Um, no. Se se cosi bello e alto. That was uh, a pretty good accent. Huh? Don't Thank know what you. that is. Maybe it means you're very gross. You're oh. ver- probably you're very tall. Maybe se gross alto. Yeah. So very that's tall. probably yeah. something to do with size. I would mm-hmm. have thought. Yeah, it's also a singing voice range. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's Italian. Hear me, fr- oh, you are so beautiful and tall. Oh, oh, beautiful. Oh, yeah, Bello. That's nice. That's very nice. Thank yeah. you, uh, Roland. Roland, thank you so much. Thank really you. We appreciate it. Specky Becky. Trunters coming with us. Fox Wolves you. Ooh, ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh no. fucking hell. Please. Sorry. Uh, in the Tiny Troop this week slash fortnight is Stephen Skodas, pro trainer, gooey book spittoon, no donation from Fred Weber, Lord Cheggers Esquire, Lord Rotovich. Two lords, wow. Oh, oh, wow. There. Uh Cheggers Party Knob. 
uh, the very generous Okaru127, who said, Hey guys, I've been a long-time fan. I'm finally getting around to joining Pod Squad. I'm a woodworker, and my favourite time to enjoy some podiats is when I can get out into the shop and get some work done. Thanks so much mm. for the wonderful content. Ah, oh, well, that's, that's nice, amazing. Okaru. Or possibly Osaru. It's a C, o- Okaru. Because we were talking, weren't we, last time about how we... I think all three of oh. us, or two of us, would think that woodwork seems quite therapeutic. So yeah. Dream. You can wow. give us a masterclass. Love to do a woodwork. Do you want to swap? Do you, do you want to come like do a podcast and we'll do woodworking for a yeah. day? Yeah, we'll, have, like, we'll a, listen a job to swap? you while we yeah. wreck your shop. You can shop. do all three hosts, yeah, and we'll just destroy your <laughs> livelihood. Uh, the list continues with a super generous donation from Terry Wiz, who says, Love you, boys. Been around since the name redacted days. Thought I'd give you money, but I'm terrible at remembering to do this. Consider this back pay. Um, keep up the keep up the silly work. Well, thank you very much, Terry Wiz, for thank much you. much generosity. Generous. Thank you, Terry Wiz. Uh, the list continues to continue with Mikey watched Shrek. He like it. Uh, <laughs> I got crumbs in my pubes again. <laughs> um, oh dear. Bamble, famble, namble, danble. Uh, the very generous. Liz Fern, who said, Hey guys, finally had the money to donate, so I just wanted to let Ben know, as a fellow DMU graduate that still lives in Leicester, Maryland is still ru- ruining people's lives and yes. bowels every day. They must be stopped. No, they mustn't. <laughs> Thank you, Liz Fern. Thank you oh. so much. And I'm so sorry that you went to DMU. I hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Commiserations. A um, couple more. We've got two in the pink, one in the stink. Lovely. Oh, what uh, does that Pete... mean? Can you explain that? Oh, that I'm not sure. Something about mean? something about tossing yourself off with a numb hand. I don't know. What is um, God's tickle. What? It's. Is it something to do with two in two like two stroke and Billy Ray Wallace two stroke in the pink walrus? Yeah, and the stink is um, the psycho seagull's mess that was left behind. Right? Oh, yeah, that sounds it. really complicated. I don't know what one would get out of that. You'd have to place Billy quite near the mess in order to reach. <laughs> yeah. It's quite, it's quite a quite a, a mayhem to put together, but um, yeah, it's worth it worth for it. just the experience, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last three from me. We've got Peter stole my spiro pawn. I did. I won't give it back. <laughs> Caroline, come back and forgive you. <laughs> and Laurie Wales, ye bob. Oh, I'm very invested in this Caroline soap soap opera that's happening Saga. in the pod squad. Yeah, yeah. Caroline, please take him back or her. He can or change. He can, he can, they can change. They can mm. change. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Canada Communist Candy Party Head Chog, uh, Chairman Mauam. <laughs> Um, I do actually enjoy that one. I didn't didn't get it immediately. Chairman Mao Am or Head Chog. Ch- Chow, Ch- Chairman, Chairman Mao Am. Mao Am. Uh, Leon Gumdropsky. Fredo Rick, Fredo Rick Engels. Oh, I like that one. Karl Marx Bar. <laughs> series of good ones. Uh, Peter's Bed Socks. Hmm. Ben Saying Beans. Stephen and Olive Are Cats. Uh, the very generous Mr. Macker, who said, Hey, boys, just wanted to say thank you for being such great lads and making such entertaining and hilarious content over the years. By the way, on the subject of chocolate bars, I just discovered Cadbury Star Bars, and they may just be the end of me. So good. Oh, what the hell's a star bar? Are they the ones that are a bit like a boost, or is that just boost? Wow. Yeah, it looks boosty, but the marketing line for them is, is amazing. Delicious Cadbury milk chocolate surrounding a chewy cosmos of golden caramel. Whoa. Fuck. Sounds expensive. 
I want one of those. <laughs> Mr. Macca, send us some. No, you've already done enough. Thank you very much <laughs> for your donation. Thank you. Uh, Prince Beefcakes, Cunt Eastwood. That's oh. probably the stupidest one we've ever had. So well done. <laughs> uh, just keep swimming, Ash. Dick in the bungalow. Uh, ben Potter's <laughs> filth squad. Dick and Femidom. Oh. Jane Austen is Peter's mum. Cheg- <laughs> Cheggers jinkle jammed in a door. Maidley's airborne broth. Uh, I I I wonder Bigard Dyke Deke. I wonder Bigard Deke. It's I mean it's clearly intending to say I want a bigger dick, but it's oh I see it's not oh. been it's not even very well done. It's not it's not very <laughs> tricky because I can see it right there. That's not even broken up. Anyway, F thank you. Must try harder. Thank you. Yeah, you got to you got to wake up pretty early to trick us. And dogging in Peter's tiny car, and that oh is your pod God. squad for this week. Thank you so much. I've heard dogging so many times today. Good God! Why? Well, really? Maybe you yeah. should stop dogging then. <laughs> no, but I like it. It gets me out of the house. Yeah, is the reason you've heard it because lots of people have walked past your car saying. Excuse me, can you stop dogging, please? <laughs> I've been accused of being a dogger before, so, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Have you really? Uh, Is there yeah. much of a backstory to that? It was just saying, um, we were doing a student film, and, we, like, so we drove out to this quiet country lane, like, three cars filled with, with camera. people. camera. Yeah, and we just kind of parked up on the side, and then the landowner came up and was like, you doggers? <laughs> we just looked at him like, no! Because oh we get a lot of doggers around here. <laughs> no oh promise, we're not dogging. Look, we've got a camera with us. Like, oh, God. My dad um, was once accused of dogging, but not even in in the true sense of the word. He was he was um, walking our dog, uh, <laughs> and it like I think it was off its lead at one point. It was like way out in the country, just across a field. And then when it, it crossed the field, he put it back on the lead. And uh, the Lando, landowner came out and was like, excuse me, excuse me, what do you think you're doing? And he was like, "Oh, sorry. What? What? What do you mean?" He said, "I saw you. I saw you in there." And he's like, "What? Uh, yeah, it's a public right of way." He said, "I saw you dogging, dogging across my field." And apparently, it just what? that man thought that that dogging means walking a dog. Oh no! Oh, I wonder what how you... many people he said that to. Over the yeah, years. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> it's have you heard? Uh, there have been a couple of instances where I've heard people talk about knowing someone who uses bust a nut incorrectly. Oh, no. Like, when they're, when they're just like, oh, I'm so cross, I'm going to bust a nut. <laughs> and uh, the, the prevailing <laughs> advice is you must never correct this person ever. <laughs> they must continue to incorrectly say bust that's a nut. Just, that's also just a cavalcade of shame of all the times they've said that. Like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so just ignorance is bliss. If you don't, Wash the dishes. I'm going to bust a nut. <laughs> okay, mum. Sorry. <laughs> God. It's wonderful to meet you, Your Majesty. We've been working really hard to get the place ready for you. I nearly busted a nut. Yeah, I've been busting a nut, getting <laughs> oh, this place ready for you. To get the walls painted. Oh that's, no, that's um. We have a Christmas. You you bust a nut with a nutcracker, don't you? You do. You do. Yeah. yeah the nut, nut buster out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, streamlabs.com forward slash poddy, it's donations. Three pounds or more to join Pod Squad. Thank you so mm. much to Pod Squad this week. Peter is question man or woman. Or woman. Uh, I've got some questions here from the people at home. Uh, now, of course, uh, the three of us have never spoken to each other before. We're, we're just getting to know each other. We're, mm. we're very awkward. I don't really feel comfortable around you. Uh, <laughs> so thankfully, Samuel at SBMusic98 on Twitter has said, What's your go-to joke? 
for an icebreaker? Oh, oh wow, Jesus. I've got a couple of answers to this. One of them is, is an anecdote, which is um, that I was once uh, in a, I think it, it was our first seminar at uni. And um, before we started doing, uh, you know, d- discussing academic stuff um, with each other, despite the fact we'd never met each other, the person who was running it was like, why don't we just, you know, go around and... Um, just like introduce ourselves and stuff and say where we've come from, whatever. And the circle was going around and we got to this guy. And instead of saying, hello, my name is and I, I'm from this place. The first thing he did before he got to that was, oh, um, do you guys, can I tell you guys a joke? And we're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. And it's still a bit awkward. And he goes, uh, how much does a polar bear weigh? And there's a bit of a pause. And he went, enough to break the ice. And everyone... Oh. Everyone went, ah, ha, ha. And, you know, ah, ha, ha. ah, ha, ha. Dave was there. Uh, but there's, there's something about that joke. I think he told it in the wrong moment because everyone else had just gone around and said their name. So, you know, he could have just done that. But yeah. I, I think I've used that joke once before um, or since then um, because not only is it a joke, which inherently can just be an icebreaker, whether it's about breaking ice or not, but because the punchline is also about breaking the ice, it's like it's got an extra layer to it where everyone in the room can go, ah, yes, we all know that we all felt very uncomfortable and British in this situation, and now we don't. Ha ha ha. Um, so it's kind of a multi-purpose one there. Um, but I've, I mean, I've got, I've got a short joke and a long joke that are my kind of go-to ones. I don't know if they're necessarily my icebreaker ones, but just if someone said, tell me a joke... Um, I just pretend we're okay. at, you're at you're at um, a cousin's wedding. Yeah, I rock up. I'm a distant relative, distant mm. relative. Um, never met each other before. We like heard each other's name, but we don't, we've got no common grounds. Oh, hey, Peter. Yeah. 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 Uh, hi. Hey, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. Um, do you, uh, do you want to hear a joke? Oh, uh, yeah, I love jokes. Yeah. Uh, what's orange and sounds like a parrot? A carrot. I mean, that's the perfect joke for me. So yeah, um, uh, <laughs> thumbs up. Dave, Dave was also there at the at the party. Dave was there. Yeah. Where'd you go just from there? Watching <laughs> across the table. He's not involved in the conversation, but he just overhears the joke. Just a very, <laughs> just a very distant. <laughs> just snacking on some canapes in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. That's good. That's that's have silly. You, have you guys got icebreaker jokes? Um, I'm what? a mess, to be honest. Like, you're a, you're a me- full you're stop. You're a mess. What? I'm a mess. Is <laughs> so I feel, I feel like the first, like, well, even people I know a lot, like, just, I stumble over words a lot. I just kind of, like, vomit on people with really bad, not bad words, just words. And it's just like, I can't stop because if there's silence, that means... It's bad. So it needs keeps... filling. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have go-to icebreakers because every time it's different. And the other day, I like left the house and there was someone knocking on my neighbor's door with like parcels. I was like, hey, you're right. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm playing post, post person today. I was like, oh, yeah, I think you've got a promising career in that. Like, hey, hey, yeah. Uh, and I was like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah you, you, make, you make a promising post operative. And then just silence for a couple of seconds. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> just <laughs> on. I just what does post operative even mean, Michael? Why do you do this? Why do you just say words? <laughs> wow. 
And uh, I never saw that person again. And I'm quite glad. Quite they didn't glad. deserve you, Michael, quite frankly. No. But I mean, like... I don't know if anyone necessarily has, apart from that guy from my seminar, I don't think anyone has a, a go-to icebreaker joke as such. But if, if someone said to you, Mikey, tell me a joke, do you have an answer for that at least? Do you have a, a joke? Oh, my God. A go-to joke. I don't. Um, what, um, I, I heard a good one earlier. Yeah. What's a uh, what's? Oh, I was going to repeat the carrot joke, but I totally <laughs> I forgot. Can't remember it. Wow, are you a goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> I think I genuinely am. It's just like I say something and it just disappears, or someone else says something it disappears. What's wrong, Lilith? What's wrong with me? <laughs> and then this is this. You see, you see what I mean? I'm like I'm panicking, and I'm just keep saying things. Ben can fill the silence with his joke if, yeah. if he's got oh, yeah. one. Please I kind of God. rather just let it linger and just sort of stare. Yeah. Oh stare God! Oh, I feel sick. And then very quietly, just echoing from the other side of the room. Uh-huh. 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 Cheers, Dave. Thanks, Dave. If you, if you ever see me in public, please don't. I mean, talk to me, but if just be prepared for just absolute nonsense to be spewed. Firm handshake. Way. Maintain eye contact. Ah uh-huh. ha Right, right to his face. <laughs> At my wedding, Mikey, I'm going to separate you from the table with Claudia. Ben, oh, no. uh, all the Yogscast people who I'm inviting, and I'm just going to put you with like my uncles and grandmas, and you'll have oh, to just that'd be a good conversation though. I tell think. the carrot joke over and over again. Oh god, <laughs> that would be quite fun. I'd love to see what happened there, but it's your special day, and I don't want anyone to leave the day wholly uncomfortable. <laughs> no, okay. Please let me sit with the people I know. I will. I will. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, oh dear, dear. Uh, I don't have an icebreaker joke. Uh, but I do have a go-to joke. Yeah. Which yeah. I won't just... Because I feel like the, the situation where you try to fill the silence with a joke, that really doesn't happen. It's, yeah. it's like that's a sitcom scenario. That doesn't happen to real people, I don't think. Or at least it hasn't happened to me. But when we're, I don't know, doing hashtag content or you know work stuff and I need to just come up with a joke, I always go to the same well every time. Oh, and we might have heard it then. You've definitely heard it, and that's okay. what. What did the sand say? What did the sea say to the sand? Oh yeah, nothing. It just waved. It's good. And that's it. Like that's that the one. joke. That is the joke. That is mm-hmm. the joke. I go to over and over again. And for some reason, since I was in primary school, I've had committed to memory, despite the fact that I never tell it anymore. An obscenely rude joke. It's <laughs> really long, and has all sorts of like twists and turns and. It really keeps you guessing until the until you drop the payload at the end, and for some reason it's just stuck with me until you bust a nut. Until, <laughs> like I'm fixing to bust a nut, really keeping yeah. it in. Um, but yeah, do you I like think, rehearse it in your head, or is it just like is it just committed there forever? I can just tell it, it like leave. it just it just comes out. Wow! I just wow. bust that nut. Um, God, I kind of want to know what it is now. Yeah, I mean, um, I could tell it. It's not. It's just rude. Like it's not. It's not offensive. I don't think. Well, I was about to say, I've got a, a rudish joke, um, which is one of my other go-to ones, which is slightly longer, and I've realised it's also parrot-related. Yes! Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but you tell, tell us yours. Um, I'm just giving you... I'm telling you that I'm about to tell a rude joke, so don't you feel bad about telling yours. Okay, here we go. I hope you are as impressed as I am that I've managed to remember this for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little boy, and he hears his mum and his dad arguing... And the dad calls the mum a bitch and the mum calls the dad a bastard. They're like, they're fighting. You know, they're just, they're just being nasty to each other. Mm. And the little boy says, what, what do those words mean? 
and uh, the mum says, "Oh, you know, bastards. Uh, it's just it just means it just means dad." And and dad says the same for for mum, basically. Mm. And then a bit later on, um, dad's upstairs shaving, and he cuts himself shaving, and he goes, "Shit!" And uh, the little boy overhears. This could be a little girl as well. I don't know why I've gendered the child, but okay. I have. Um, I have heard this joke, but I don't remember where it's going. I'm sure okay. I've heard this before. So he he cuts himself, um, and he goes shit, and the little boy is, and he's like, oh, what 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 does what does shit mean? He's like, oh no, it's just it's just a word for shaving. I'm just shaving. I'm like, okay. And then his his mum is is uh, stuffing the turkey, but I think she also cuts herself. There's all sorts of of injuries involved in this house for oh, some reason. House sounds chaotic. She cuts herself on the turkey somehow. This child to be yeah, just a really sharp bone, and she's like, oh fuck. Um, uh, or fucking hell or something like that. I don't know. Mm. You, it becomes relevant at the end. And right. uh, the little boy says, oh, what does that mean? She said, oh, it just, it's, uh, I just mean it's stuffing. I'm stuffing the turkey. That's, that's what it means. I'm stuffing. Like, oh, okay. Um, and then <laughs> I'm just remembering where this joke goes and I'm trying to decide whether to abandon it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go through with it. You boys yeah, can decide yeah, whether yeah. or not it should stay in. Listener discretion advised if it has even remained in. Okay. It's not, I still, I don't think it's offensive. It's just childishly rude. It's the kind of mm. joke you would tell. So is mine. That's, that's okay. fine. That's okay. fine. Uh, then the little boy, he finds a condom. It's not used, to be very clear. It's just a condom. <laughs> okay, good, good. He's good. like, what's this? And the, and the parents are like, oh, no, that's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a coat. It's just, it's a coat. That's what it's it is. Don't, coat. don't worry about that. It's just, it's just a coat. Perhaps this is where my memory's fading a bit regarding the joke. He, the, you know, they're talking about a condom. He's like, what's a condom? It's like, oh, it's just another mm, word for a yeah, coat. Yeah. Anyway, yes. then the guests arrive for dinner. There are guests, mm. by the way. Guests are arriving. Mm. The little boy opens the door and he says, hello, bitch and bastard. May I take your condoms? Dad's upstairs shitting and mum's downstairs fucking the turkey. Fantastic. And that's the joke. That's the really long, <laughs> stupid, childish joke that mm-hmm. I've remembered since I was 10 years old. That's fantastic. Wow. That's it. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, it just, it's, it's, yeah, I enjoyed that. It's, ba- it's bad. It's not good, but I've remembered no. it for a very long time and I don't know why. It's very good. Hopefully that stays with you forever. That's, that's one to tell the grandkids. Is yeah, it, is so it? then you can pass it down and go through generation to generation. Want to tell the grandkids, <laughs> not your own kids. Peter, what's else. your rude joke? Um, I might have even told this to you guys, if not even potentially on the podcast. I feel like, but I don't know. I'll tell it anyway. Um, so there's a man uh, who is concerned that his wife may be having an affair um, because he's sort of. He, there are various things that have made him suspicious, but he goes out all day during the day. Um, and I'm sure she does too, sometimes, you know. I'm sure they're both holding down jobs, but this is a, a joke that's maybe 20 years old when minds weren't as open, sadly. Uh, but anyway, that's the situation. And he decides, oh, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, like, bug the room because, you know, if I'm wrong and she finds out and, oh, I don't, how am I going to do this? How am I going to know if something's going on? And he he realises, I know what I could do. I could get a parrot that can talk, and then when I come home at the end of the day, I can just ask the parrot what's gone on while I've been out. So he does that. He goes to the pet shop, and he says, I need a parrot that can speak really well. And the pet shop owner says, I've got one that is, like, perfect. Like, it can speak, you know, every word in the English language. It can recite Shakespeare. Um, There's only one problem, and I'll give you some discount. 
uh, it's got no legs. And the man says, well, how does it hold on to its perch if it's got no legs? And the pet shop owner says, oh, well, it holds on with its penis. Just curls its penis round the round the bar. It's, it's fine. <laughs> he goes, oh, all right, fine, fine. I'll take it as long as it can talk. So he takes the parrot home and he puts it on a perch in the living room. And he says, right, I'm off out to work now. Uh, but just keep an eye out, uh, keep an eye out on what's going on and uh, report back to me at the end of the day. Um, the parrot's like, yeah, no worries. Have a good day. So <laughs> the man gets home from work at the end of the day. And the parrot is is lying on the bottom of its cage on its back. And he goes, "What are you okay? What what happened?" And he said, "You were right. You were right to be uh, concerned. You know, um, not long after you'd gone out, the milkman came round, uh, and uh, she opened the door for him. And the man says, "Well, oh yeah. Then what happened?" And he says, "Well, then the milkman started coming in, and they they went over to the sofa, and uh, the, the man says, "Well, then, then what happened?" And he says, "Well, they started kissing and r- rubbing hands on each other, and." Oh, it was it was really getting quite. And the man says, "Yeah." Th- then what happened? And he says, "They took each other's clothes off. And your wife was all naked, and the milkman was naked, and it oh, they were all over the sofa." And he says, th- "Then what happened?" And the parrot says, "I don't know. I got too excited and I fell off my perch." Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's that is sake. that what is a really horrible silly. image. <laughs> Good God! Oh wow! Oh. I'm imagining this parrot speaking like the parrot. Off of Aladdin, yeah, Iago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Christ, that. <laughs> well, now that we've lost all our listeners, we're with our yeah. extremely yeah, offensive jokes. Uh, <laughs> shall we do a thing? Yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> Who's got a thing? Uh, I've got a thing. I've got a yeah. thing. Go uh, for it. Here we it. here we go. I want to thank Connor Bennett for bringing this news story. This very important news story to our attention at cbennett underscore 12 on twittles that's what it's called and it's from the irish examiner and the headline reads new pictures show wally the walrus relaxing on a small boat in crookhaven would you like to see him i'd love to see yes please absolutely here is wally Hopefully Discord will do... There he is. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. What a boy. Wow. Her name is Rio and she... Does, he looks like he's on his way to, to get... He's, just, he's off to Monaco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's Wally. The subtitle, though, is actually the true thrust of this article. Uh, Wally the Walrus is set to get a floating couch in an effort to prevent him from sinking more boats. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, so Wally. Wally is oh. too big, despite how brilliantly he fits in that presumably several person <laughs> boat. Uh, he is too big and he keeps sinking boats. Bless uh, him. For context, as I'm sure the article will say, this is the walrus that's been hanging around British shores over the past and few Irish. months, right? And Irish. I yeah. will. Uh, I'll send you his his quote unquote floating sofa as well, and then I'll read the article. Um, oh wow! There, oh, <laughs> there it is. is oh look at that! It's an actual sofa. So Billy's best mate Wally. Here we go. Wally the walrus continues to draw a crowd as new pictures posted to social media appears to show him relaxing in Crookhaven. The images show the 800-kilogram male walrus chilling out in a small pleasure craft in the harbour, enjoying the sights of West Cork. (laughs) On Tuesday, the Irish Examiner reported that Wally is set to get a floating couch in an effort to prevent him from sinking more boats. 
The Arctic walrus, who was first spotted off Kerry last March, has spent the last two weeks cruising and feeding along the southeast and southern coast. The juvenile walrus, he's a juvenile walrus and he's that Whoa, big. Oh, he's a baby walrus. Has left a trail of destruction in his wake after hauling himself onto several small boats to rest, causing thousands of euro worth of damage and sinking at least two. Walruses walruses like seals and sea lions are pinnipeds, or semi-aquatic, which means they must come up on land or onto a floating object to rest. His penchant for lounging on boats prompted an appeal from Seal Rescue Ireland, SRI, for the donation of an unused rib or a large pontoon that could be used as a designated haul-out site for him to rest. (laughs) So whenever they spot him, basically the alarm goes... And they rush his sofa to roughly his coordinates and hope that he settles on that instead of a boat. Imagine the fear of the people who have their boats in that marina. Wait, like they've probably got a WhatsApp group. Oh shit, Wally's here. <laughs> Amber alert, Wally. Quick, get the couch, push it out. God. Uh, SRA executive director Melanie. Kroos, I'm going to butcher some Irish names and I'm really sorry, Mm, Uh, said they have also been liaising with British Divers Marine Life Rescue, BDMLR, in the UK, who helped install a floating pontoon for Wally during his six-week stint in the Isle of Scilly, which makes it sound like he's just been on holiday, really, uh, (laughs) in July on how best to respond. Uh, Ms. Kroos? said SRI has now secured a sturdy pontoon with three raised sides, which looks like a floating couch. It is ready to to be deployed quickly if there are more sightings of Wally in busy harbour areas over the coming days. A boat owner who lost his vessel to Wally last week used towels to gather the animal's scent. Hang on, what? Used towels to gather the animal's scent before the boat sank. Oh, these towels have now been used to scent the pontoon in the hope of encouraging Wally to use it when or if it is deployed. Is used towels to gather the animal's scent Mm. a sort of epithet for he soaked up the piss or something? (laughs) That could be it. Or maybe he did boost a newt. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so his boat is sinking in front of him. And like he's, he's his like, first thought is, piss. yeah, gotta get, gotta get the towels. <laughs> gotta get this big lad's piss. Get it as good as good as the story and photo is of Wally having a sofa. I cannot get over the fact that it, <laughs> the picture just looks like he owns a boat and is passing by. <laughs> it's Wally's boat on the back. Yeah. It says Wally's boat. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh. Yeah. Anyway, it it continues. Um, And while this potential response would require close liaison with the Coast Guard, local authorities, wildlife, marine or port authorities, Ms. Kroos says they have also secured the use of a disused rib which is more easily transported and installed. SRI's response will depend on where and when Wally is next sighted, she said. We have never done this before, so there are lots of learnings as we go. We're getting assistance uh, from BDMLR and we're working with Orca Ireland and the West Cork Animal Welfare Group. But things have gone quiet over the weekend, so we think, and this is my favourite bit, he's flying below the radar, which is good for now. Uh, So there we are. Wally has just been causing havoc. Uh, If you happen to spot Wally, I don't know if we have any listeners in that area of the world, uh, but call the SRI's 24-7 hour hotline uh, on 087-195-5393 to report a Wally sighting. Where's Wally? Is what they should have called Where's it. Where's Wally? Yeah, what the yeah. hell? Come on. There we are. It's such a 
British slash Irish slash kind of European thing where, you know, there are places in the world where you have real issues with forest fires or like (laughs) snow like shuts down the entire country because it's like 12 feet deep or there's animals that want to kill you. You can't go swimming because of the great whites. Up here, our walrus appears and it is absolute carnage because of a single walrus who is just, we're just not prepared for it. We don't know what to do about it, you know? I love it. All yeah. the emergency responses have mobilized. Oh, just we, the, the community effort of we must build this walrus a couch. It's, is that, is that, I, don't, well, I mean, I guess it's better than him just constantly going to other boats, but is that just giving him a reason to stay in the area? I mean, maybe he's. Yeah. Maybe it could become like a, a wishing well. Everyone throws coins at him. Oh, oh, no, 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 leave Wally. Do alone. not throw coins at Wally. Please don't. No. Idiots does not Wally. approve. No, that message. Not. But there we are. That's my thing, and I pray that we get more Wally news very soon. Yeah, that's a let's great keep Wally watch going. Wally Big watch. fan. Um, we've got a question here from Shana at Strange Penny Twelve. We know oh, that. We one. know that Hello, one. Shana. Hope you're well, Shana. Uh, Shana says. Which Pokemon would you eat for a starter, main, and dessert? Um, I'm going to have to pull up a picture of... I'm just going to choose the original 151 because I don't even want to think about the others. Okay, Um, I could rattle mine off right now if I want to get get super basic about it and just sort Mm. of try and equate Pokemon to their real-life inspirations. I mean, Taurus um, is surely one. Taurus is the main course, yeah. That's a bull. Yeah. Have that for lunch. And then starter, maybe an oddish, some greens, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then for dessert, probably that fucking ice cream Pokemon that they've made now, which is stupid. Yeah. yeah. There we yeah. are. Easy. Easy. Um, nice. I wouldn't mind for a, for a starter, what's the crab one called? Crabby. Crabby, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you could have some nice crabby pate or something. Um, oh, crabby pate just sounds like an upmarket SpongeBob I, menu. Yeah, <laughs> a delicious. The secret recipe to the crabby the pate. Crabby pate formula. Um, I'd have ditto for dessert. Ditto. Oh, I was thinking, yeah, okay. a big bowl of jelly. Quite yeah. tasty, yeah. Um, and then for the main, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Taurus is a good shout, but I'm trying to think of something different. Um, maybe uh, <laughs> what about like a Psyduck? Oh, hoisin crispy Psyduck. I would have <laughs> yeah. a pancake. Psyduck oh, fried rice. Good. Yeah, that'd be nice. I think to start, um, I'm not going to eat far fetched, but he comes. Far fetched comes with a steal leak. his leak. Just his leak. Yeah, just going <laughs> to steal his leak and send him on his way. Steal Cubone's <laughs> bone. Just get a broth going. Yeah, baby, you got a stew going. Oh, baby, I think. Hmm, how how po- how poisonous are these like poisonous mushroom Pokemon's? Pokemon's Pokemon. I mean, you can just what go to the Pokemon, Pokemon Center. Seemingly, there is no death apart from when there is death. Conveniently, yeah. Uh, in okay. Lavender Town. <laughs> I'll 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 take a lovely. I'll have a mush um, like a, a roasted mushroom vi- vile plume. Ooh, for, mm. for my main. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you what. Oh, I'm fancying. What, what else is taking... What is Grimer? That's just that's like... Oh. sludge. You don't want that. Yeah, yeah that's... that's uh, what do you call it? Gruel, I think. Yeah. I think it's like the... the, 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 wait, the at the end of the day, they scrape down all the grills. Yeah. And um, they serve that the next day. You don't want that. And 
Yeah. No, I want that. I want you that. You do want that. Oh, yum, yum. Yeah, give, give me a grimer. Oh, man. Okay. Why yeah. not just have muck at that point? <laughs> yeah. Muck. That's what he evolves into. Just the bigger grimer. Oh, the, the the crab Pokemon is literally called Krabby. I thought that was yep. a joke. Nope. <laughs> no, it's called Krabby. Nope. That's it. I could have chose Cloyster. Wow, I really... Execute. I could have had eggs. Wow. Execute. Yeah, I was going to say that's an obvious one that we both... We all missed. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Really, really, I, I chose the shit end of this. I panicked and just went for literal grime and gruel and Just gunk. chopped the bulb off a Bulbasaur. That's probably pretty good. Tangela. Yeah. It's bloody... It's spaghetti. <laughs> Oh, Tangela, yeah, yeah, just spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. What about a nice um, Voltorb gobstopper? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, It does have a tendency to only know the move self-destruct, though, so just be aware. Yeah, well. The the, uh, never-lasting gobstopper, it'll be. (laughs) Yes. You only ever need one. Yeah, that's true. That's (laughs) That's true. true. There are actually a fair few Pokemon that are based on edible animals or animals i mean i guess most animals are edible but you know ones that are typically eaten mm. i mean there's pidgey some people eat pigeons yeah that's true. um uh there's you know a few fish there's magikarp and uh you know the like um could diglett theoretically be a potato or is it another kind of vegetable? <laughs> yeah, it could be oh, but we don't know what's on the other end of it <laughs> that's no, the problem we don't. yeah um I've never looked at... I, having all the Pokemon in front of me is, is a wild experience. I never looked at them this intently, but mm-hmm. yeah. what a collection of lads and lasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're looking good. You could have a nice bit of um, squid, if you if you fancy it. I um, can't yeah. remember their names, uh, the tent- two squiddy ones. Tentacool. Yeah, Tentacool and Tentacruel. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots to choose from. Much to think about. <laughs> Much to think about. I think even Mew looks quite tasty as maybe a dessert, like a sort of gummy Mew yeah. or something. I'd eat a, a Mew. little pink. There's only size. one, but I'd eat it. Yeah, it's like the one in The Simpsons, the the special gummy. Vino de Milo, is that it? Yeah, that one. Sorry, I just googled oh. Pokemon foods. What the fuck? Is Vino- <laughs> Sorry, Ben, I just heard that noise you made for Vino de Milo. <laughs> oh, Bella. Oh. <laughs> Uh-huh. What, what have you found, Mikey? Sorry, Mikey. Uh, I just Google Pokemon food, and there's a horrifying image. I'll, I'll not describe it until I've read the headline. Okay. Pokemon fans appalled as Food Network posts explicit image of Pikachu being stuffed. Oh. Oh, God, okay. It's exactly... Oh, oh. he is <laughs> oh, enjoying no. that, question mark? It's, it, it's audio description. It's um, a, a, like a paper mache looking Pikachu on his back, screaming with his hands up, while a man quite delicate, well, two people it looks like actually yeah, two insert a rod up his um his 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 um his his his, his, his Pikachu hole. Whoa! The finished product is so good. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. It gets better. Oh, oh wow. wow! So you say this is the Food Network? Is this edible? Is this food? Is it What's food? he made it's, out of? Right, for more context, so the, now, so the first part of the image is him being stuffed, and then the the final result is him like screaming with anger, being held up by some kind of contraption of yellow PVC pipe. It looks like which has been up his bum for stability, and <laughs> on it on the end of his hands, it's just it looks like little bits of dynamite sparkling. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be inclined to add those to the thread so people know what we're talking about. But yeah, we have to. I'll do I that. I think you should. Wow. They've, got to, they've got to see it. Oh, wow. Wonderful. What? Is that cake? That must be cake. It might be cake, I guess. But, jeez. Why is he it, sat it in does a look big like papier-mâché. Bent hula hoop. 
that's not round anymore. Mm. Why is he sat in that? It's all angrily. Yeah. I, I, whatever show this is, I need to watch it now. Yeah. This week's uh, episode of the Food Network Challenge. <laughs> it's, that's what it's called. Wow. <laughs> how how yeah. how traumatized can we make children this week? <laughs> um, would you like to hear my thing? I would love to. Please, before yeah, before I continue to talk about this this poor poor Pikachu. You may have heard about this. Uh, I was shocked and appalled. Um, Google Street View for Loch Ness brings up man's X-rated photo. Oh, oh dear. When Google Maps users went in search of Nessie, the Loch Ness monster, this certainly wasn't what they had in mind. This is according to Lad Bible, who incidentally, I've just realised, maybe I should, I should have found a different write-up because I kind of don't want to support Lad Bible given that they doxed oh. Paul Chuckle. Do you know about yeah. this? That was wow. mental. No, I didn't They know. reposted a video. Admittedly, it was someone else's video, but Lad Bible reposted it to a much wider audience of someone And, and paid calling the up, guy for the video. And okay. paid the guy for it, calling up Paul Chuckle on their phone. I don't know if like maybe Paul Chuckle rang some kind of service or goods business and they somehow and that's how they got his number. But um it just they were holding up their phone, FaceTiming Paul Chuckle. And while it was ringing, it just had his mobile number on the screen, and that went out on Lad Bible. Wow. And Paul Chuckle had to change his number no, because he said he'd been getting fair. phone calls He's and stuff. Really and he was, old. That's not. I nice. know. Yeah, he was like, "Don't know who shared my number, but you know, very cross about it or something." Oh, fucking and, Lad Bible. But anyway, it's too late. I'm gonna have to read this now. But hey, don't don't go looking for this article. <laughs> read it somewhere Fuck else. Lad Bible. Yeah. Fuck Lad Bible. Um. Uh, an X-rated photo of a naked man appearing in Street View has got Twitter users tittering. A man from London has got people in hysterics after making a shocking discovery on Google Maps. He went searching for Nessie, the mythical monster, which is said to live at the bottom of Loch Ness in Scotland. Sorry, Loch Ness. Um, but instead was greeted by a photo of a man leaving nothing to the imagination. Taking to Twitter to share what he'd found, he explained that if you search for Loch Ness in Google Maps, then switch to Street View, there's a surprise in store. He posted to Twitter and said, Public announcement. Search Loch Ness in Google Maps and click on the Street View. I apologise in advance. I'm now going to send the very censored image to you oh, guys in boy. Discord. Okay. We're probably not adding this one. Oh, to, wow. What yeah, the fuck? It's full frontal nudity, waist down. Um, what? That image has been double censored and they've covered it up with a white bar and then also blurred the whole thing. But, but they haven't blurred wow. his nipples, which is disgusting. Revolting. The male nipple. Hide it. Um, so, uh, the I don't article. Want to look at it anymore, Peter. <laughs> Make it go. The article doesn't go into some extra detail that I found out by looking around the hashtag um, or like the trend when this was trending. Okay, so this just talks about like you know this image is on there and people on Twitter, Twitter were disgusted. If that's wish, if that's Nessie, I wish we'd never found him. Replied one person. Disgusting! What a flipping disgrace! Uh, <laughs> Which one he has put a naked photo on Google Earth? Disgusting. Very pissed off, yeah. Um, so, I found two tweets um, on the trend from Spengeblorb at Spenge underscore Blorb, who said, 
I did some investigative journalism and I found that he gets off on posting his nudes to popular attractions on Google such as Disney World and an all-girls Japanese high school. Oh my god, I forgot about that bit. That's horrible. Um, He gets turned on by the high view counts of the photos. Um, And there's another example of him holding a selfie stick and posing naked uh, somewhere. Oh, at a Victoria's Secret. God. (laughs) Um, and the second tweet from Spenge Blorb, uh, it says, he also keeps a map and a total view count. Um, and there's a screenshot of uh, what looks like it might be a Reddit post saying, a map of the places I posted naked photos on Google Maps. And then at the top it just says, where I post naked photos. And then there's a load of pins all over the world. Oh and then God. at the bottom it says... 36,018,199 total Google views. Good God! That's, so uh, that, that's fucked up. It's really fucked up because, uh, you know, people... Yes, okay, the internet sometimes has nudes on it and nudity, but, you know, maybe just let people choose if that's what they want to go looking for on, you know, perhaps a, a relevant website. Um, it's not for this man to decide when we get to see, or more to the point, have to see, a naked Wilson. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to send the pictures to you. Or what I'll do is I'll just send a tweet to you because it's easier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what an absolute monster. Jesus that Christ. That, yeah. I can't believe they've gotten through. Surely the, with all of the bullshit and hoops that we have to jump through on YouTube. They would have some Just sort of AI about, screening yeah. to like yeah. know if there was a lot of flesh in a photo, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've sent you a, a Oh, tweet. wow. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> a link to his tweet. Yeah. So does he take... That, that photo looks like he's taken a naked photo of himself at the attraction. Is that just yeah, photoshopped know. in for the prop purpose of the story? I don't think they're all taken at the attractions because if you scroll down so there's a reply to that first tweet which uh is spenge blob's second tweet which shows his map and he's got photos all over the world of uh you know pictures of him being naked like there's one on madagascar one in the middle of australia one in the middle of russia so i'm guessing he doesn't go to the places which surely even that even even putting aside the fact that people can abuse this system and put nudes on google maps surely google you would think that they would require the to be some location data on your photo like yeah. i could just take i could draw the angel of the north on a beer mat take a photo of it and say and and, and add it to street view on uh on google maps at at the angel of the north if i won those 360 cameras mm-hmm. like why are they not why are they not checking this thing? Um, right, it's time to abuse the system. Let's upload a photo of Dave Benson Phillips at somewhere. <laughs> you ready for this? At somewhere. Yeah. Should we, should we all do it? Should we all choose a place? And, yeah, uh... I'm going to go for Angel of the North because uh, I think that's a good shout. <laughs> he is the Angel of the he North. Is the, yeah. he, he is, is the our angel. angel of the North. <laughs> angel of the North. So how do, we, how do we do this? Right, I'm at Angel of the North. Um, I'm just going to add the... the, the... Add a, is it just add a photo? the map of the of the man's nudes to the thread. I'm not going to add any of the nude photos, but you guys won't struggle to find them at home. If, if indeed that's what you, you want to see them. If However, you if to, you do yeah. search for the Angel of the North, uh, I'm going to add the ball pit photo of Dave Benson Phillips. Um, nice. Let's 
save image. Oh, yeah. I'm going to choose a good one if I'm going to do it. Um, I've selected a company called Just Vans in From. <laughs> that is way too easy to share a photo. What? Yeah, I think it's just, I think I've just done it. Yeah, you just you literally drag and drop a photo and it's like, cool, it'll be there soon. Wow, that's mental. Anyway, yeah, I've just chose um, Just Vans, a business in From, and I've uploaded a picture of Dave next to his van. <laughs> It's fantastic. I'm a bit more uh, There's a lot of photos of the Angel of the North. I'm doing a lot of scrolling, but I'm just waiting for Dave and his ball pit. Uh, <laughs> hang on, still scrolling. God, there's a lot of photos. Um, I just want to make sure. There it is. It's there. It's already there. Wow. What, what the, the hell? Van photo? That's so easy. No, uh, yeah, Dave's already on the. Jesus. That's fucking bonkers. <laughs> That's, That's absurdly easy. <laughs> I'm about to add Dave holding a bucket of gunge to Buckingham Palace um, <laughs> because he is our king. Um, I think I've I've picked a landmark that is too popular for photos. I'm I'm scrolling. Oh yeah, mine might be the same. Still scrolling to get to the bottom of these photos. I've gone the opposite way. I've attacked a small business. Yeah, you have. <laughs> there he is. There he is. He's not even near the bottom. <laughs> I'll take a screenshot. Uh, okay. So how do I? This? Uh, <laughs> this is this is fucking ridiculous how broken this is uh right here we go why don't we have like a comp oh we should make this a competition see who can choose the one that survives the longest and do like every episode <laughs> we check in to see how our daves are see doing how long our daves how many views our daves have got there he is at the angel of the north <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Can someone add that to the thread for me, please? Yeah, that's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I wish I could provide details like just my uncle at the Angel of the North. <laughs> a great family fun day. There was a ball pit and everything. <laughs> there he is. I've changed my mind. I know where I'm going to put Dave and uh, I'll, I'll have it in just a moment. I can't um, believe it's this. It's just like when we edited the information for the... The make my meat face factory and just change the business info suggest an edit on yeah Google. i was like okay approved why suggest an edit why why has that been approved why am i, I allowed to do that i was gonna say it's not gonna be long before we get banned from google but if that guy can plaster his knob all over the well, world exactly. then that's right. this is this is nowhere near as damaging just because we're we're whipping out our dbp everywhere doesn't mean that we just a cheeky benson have we just invented a new thing called Dave bombing? Where yeah. you put like a relevant picture of Dave in a location, a photo, <laughs> just... uploading. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him in the car park as well. Done right. Add this add this man to the car park. Um, Can't wait for this podcast episode to come up as evidence in a courtroom. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I love it. Thanks for sharing your photo. Your photo will be public on Google Maps soon. Contribute more. It says. <laughs> I like that. My photos had 10 views. How is that even... It tells you how many views your photos had. I'm scrolling. I'm doing a big scroll. I'm trying to find my picture. It'll be in there somewhere. It will be. Oh, God, my bloody name's attached to that yeah, picture. Yeah, so is mine. So is mine. Oh, well. Oh, Jesus, I've also picked a popular site oh, here. Oh, fucking hell. I'm just clicking through my profile and, like, there's no reviews... There's there's two photos of Dave Benson Phillips. It's already had four views. Angel of the North parking and Angel of the North, actual Angel of the North. 
And then if you go to the edits tab, it's the it's the approved change for Feld Hoyer's Food Groups GmbH. <laughs> what, what a legacy. I just changed the category of their business. Fuck me. I picked it. We, we might have to move on while I'm scrolling down here to find mine because there's yeah. just the same photo yeah, over and over again. I, I can see. I mean, it's a highly photographed um, landmark, but. Oh, big shout out, by the way, to the people who've left reviews from Podiats for Feldhoyer's Food Group. Oh, really? I'm just oh, discovering. Wait, have me- they? Yeah. Liam Pickles, five stars, meat. <laughs> Daniel Tribe, five stars, meat products. Leather Duck, five stars. <laughs> Billy Babaloni, uh, five stars. Sausage Boy, the best meat products to put your face on. And five stars, Connor Bennett, the best meat products. Don't forget to tell your friends. Brilliant. Well done, oh guys. Oh my God, that's so good. Oh God. All from like six months ago. Completely missed that. I may never... I may never see Dave again. Um, he's somewhere in he's the, the ocean. Dave's oh. face, a very uh, a close-up of Dave's happy face, is now listed amongst one of thousands of images of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to get a screenshot of Dave alongside four great presidents, but he's just gone forever. Oh, fucking I'll hell. never find the, the image again. This is brilliant. I, I posit scrolling. now that Every episode where we where we post, uh, you know, the Dave to Twitter, yeah. we also add Dave to the same landmark every episode. <laughs> so we just slowly build a supply of Dave Benson Phillips photos on our landmark. A database. Yeah, a Dave to base. Very good. Yeah, that's very good. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's gonna be like, oh, me and the family have a trip up north. What's that to do? <laughs> and then he just sees He's himself. He's gonna see himself in a ball pit. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> I've never been to the edge of the north. I don't know if you'll find yours easily, Peter, because I found mine by chance and it wasn't at the bottom. It was just like halfway through. So I don't know. There were like different tabs on the left hand side you could scroll between, and it was like your reviews and photos and right, edits yeah, and like my and photos stuff. and stuff. Yeah. Okay, oh, well, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure it's it's on there. But uh, I'll, I'll ask a question. In fact, as well, do next. Okay. Um, so you get to bring back this is from L. Sorry, at L is playing with underscores on Twitter. Um, you get to bring back one TV show from the dead. What is it and why? Oh. Um, I've got a couple of potential answers. One more predictable than the other. Um, I've talked before about how frustrated I was that the final season of Whitechapel never got greenlit. So I would bring that back purely for selfish reasons, um, mm. just because I I want an end to that story. Um, but um, putting that aside, I would bring back um, Michael Barrymore's Kids say the funniest things. Oh okay. my god! Actually, yes, yes. Okay, I was <laughs> wobbly there, but now I'm on board. <laughs> which, which um, uh, was I believe it an, originally an American format that was. Wait, just yeah, imported. it was Bill Cosby in America. Oh god, it was, wasn't <laughs> oh, it? Jesus. Oh no, oh. I forgot about that. Oh no, what is with that show and disgraced presenters? I mean, there's there's different levels of disgraced, but you know, whatever. Um, Michael Barrymore, I suppose innocent until proven guilty, but weird stuff happened at his house um, that is yet to be fully explained. Um, But that aside, I remember watching that show as a kid and pre-controversy, 
I was a huge Michael Barrymore fan. I thought he was one of the best people on TV. You know, he was a great host. He was very entertaining. And even putting him aside, that show was great. Like, they would just put three kids on on chairs on the stage and they would literally just ask them questions like, you know, um, what what does your mummy and daddy do? Um, and what what's your favourite thing in the world? And the kids would just always come out with absolute gold. I mean, presumably they filmed for about twice as long as any given episode uh, turned out to be post-edit. But I remember finding that show really funny, even as a child. Um, so, you know, I think that would be great to bring back. You know, Please, they, they would have kids as young as like four or five on there. And uh, yeah, just bait them into saying brilliant stuff. In, I, I presume Pachiti has a suggestion box in the office, but um, for see you next Tuesday, if he hasn't already, absolutely, yeah. absolutely needs to be amongst the, ro- the roster. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot about that show. Yeah. God. I think for my, for my serious show, like much like your white chapel, the one that I want a conclusion to is the UK version of Utopia. Fucking. Oh, okay. Dis- yeah. That, that was really good. Like sci-fi series, which got cut short and it had so much potential, but they stripped it away. But if I wanted something just purely for enjoyment, I want I want a new series of Takeshi's Castle, but is just but that is just basically exactly the same as the old one. Not not overproduced, not weird, just like just get Craig Charles back in the room and get him laughing at some people falling over. I just want some more of that, please. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I would love that. That's very good. And also just so I can have the chance to have a go of the course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be a lifelong dream come true. Uh I've got three. Uh, two of which are comedies, and Parks and Rec is, I think, probably my favourite television show ever. And I think it's also got one of the strongest final seasons of any show, in that it wraps mm. it up so nicely and so wonderfully that they should never ever touch it again, apart from the brief COVID episode they did, like everyone did last year, where right. it was just all on Zoom or whatever. Um, yeah. But still, very selfishly, I want all of the cast to come back and do new seasons. You know, that would have been great to have them sort of react to Pokemon Go in all the parks and like, why are all these people oh, in the parks yeah. and stuff? Oh, yeah, that's good, good shout. There's, it was, they were just such an inherently likable bunch and there were so many brilliant characters and supporting characters in that show that I just, I wouldn't be sad if it went on forever, but obviously it would be diminishing returns and it would be terrible before too long. But I would... I would like that to come back. Also, if they manage to get all of the cast back, uh, Community, obviously. Um, oh yeah. Donald Glover is supremely successful outside of that now, and he left uh, a couple of seasons before the end, and then it sort of nosedived in quality to an extent. Uh, <laughs> but if they could get to sort of their season two, three heyday when it was just sort of like peak television, peak comedy television, very Dan Harmon, really, really good stuff. I would love for that yeah. to still be going. Um, mm-hmm. And my third option is a wrestling show, and that's Lucha Underground, which was absolutely oh, yeah. absurd. And it was set in this like grungy warehouse, and there were there was like a dragon man and a man from the future who who traveled through time, and it was really sort of tel- telenovela, like intentionally hokey with its special effects and stuff. It was so stupid. But it was amazing, and I loved it. And they did four seasons of it, and then it got cancelled. Oh wow! And I would, uh, and it was like it was shot like a proper TV show, so it wasn't like 
wrestling which just never ends it just goes on and on and on and on um and i I would love for that to come back too so yeah there's a few that's the kind of wrestling that i could get involved in again like i quite liked and i guess they still do it to an extent i don't know if they if they do it more or less or maybe they don't still do it in kind of wwe but when you know the the notion that like one of the wrestlers is undead yes. and you know like you know one of them is like maybe i don't know like a time traveling pirate or something like stuff like that i always thought yeah. was like no this is this is cool and like weird and stupid like yeah. if if you know because i find wrestling a little bit it's 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 silly and cheesy and a bit ridiculous and i kind of feel like if it's gonna be like that it should go mm-hmm. it should commit Lean all the way it. and it yeah. yeah there should be like an alien in it and there should be you know, a bit like I guess that's partly why I like Tekken. Um, yeah, it's very I, I guess Tekken. Most, it's, it's sort of yeah. Mortal Kombat and Tekken, the TV show, mm. Lucha Underground. Yeah, I was going to say most, fantastic. probably most big fighting franchises do similar things in in the gaming world, where you have like a bear or like a lizard, and yeah. they're fighting. Well, there is a someone. lizard. There's a lizard in it. She's mm. she's oh. a person, but she wears a luchador mask, and she is just she's a lizard. That's what she is. <laughs> that's yeah. what she's meant to be. She's the lizard queen. That's her. Uh, it, oh, it was so ridiculous. Queen. It was so stupid. The owner uh, worked out of a little office right next to the ring and would sometimes come out during matches and change the rules. And his half-brother, <laughs> who's a monster, wow. uh, who's sort of like bought from that episode of The Simpsons, lives in the basement and he has a special oh, yeah. key. And he lets him out and he kills people and then he goes back in again. It's so right. ridiculous. It was brilliant. I loved it very much. It- you very much sold me on this series, I've got to say. Oh, that... you should look it up. Lucha Underground is fantastic. God. so good. I heard it being talked about in The Office from time to time, and I just assumed it was yeah, it just, sounds just like... a, a popular Mexican wrestling, pro wrestling show, like basically just yeah. WWE, but kind of based in South America or Central America or something. So I just assumed it was yeah. relatively straight, but just with luchadors in it. But uh, yeah. yeah, sounds good. Very hammy, very over the top. That's good stuff. Recommend it. I've been scrolling for fucking ages <laughs> on, the, him. on the latest photos of Mount Rushmore. Dave is not there, but I've checked Google and my contributions to Google in the photos tab are a photo of Dave Benson Phillips to Mount Rushmore. So nice. It is there. If anyone can find Dave in the photos of Mount Rushmore and send us a screenshot of him amongst other photos of Mount Rushmore. I'd be very pleased. There's pictures of... You can see other people who've abused this to a lesser extent where they've just put, like, their Lego build of Mount Rushmore oh, into wow. the photos. Okay. Um, but I, I could scroll all day, and seemingly he's not in the quote-unquote latest photos. Um, so right. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Oh, someone's Abraham put... Abraham Lincoln. Yes. Someone's put um, a, a photo of Donald Trump just just a photo of Donald Trump, as in, I guess Brilliant. they're saying that he should be carved into it as well. Nice. Well, um, didn't didn't Trump ask about that? Apparently that was a story. Yeah, he's like quietly he asked, inquired, like, yeah. can we add another face to possible? the mountain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a bell end. I'm going to have to stop scrolling, because every time I scroll, I'm thinking I'm going to have to make sure I edit the scrolling noise out of the <laughs> of the podcast. And the more the more I scroll... The, it's like, uh, what if you like you, you just send me it's away from Benson? If you stop now, you'll never see. I could see him. be. That's the thing. I'm holding my mouth, my mouth, my mouse away from my uh, microphone. But 
Um, to hear a creaking away in the background. <laughs> where is he? It's, Google says he's on there, but he's just he's not. He's in there somewhere. He's we'll find there. him. We'll find him. We best move on, sense. I'm afraid. But, man, I'm going to have to Is it Mikey's turn? It yeah. is my turn. You find yourself cleaning out the basement of an old British army base, and you cross... You cross? Yes. Good job, Michael. First line, <laughs> and you're nailing it. And you come across an ancient, dusty film reel. You hook it up. The projector whirs to life. What's the noise? <laughs> Warm it up. All 9,000 taste buds. Vanilla. Cream. That's, that's a 10. That's a 10. Sorry, Michael. Okay. <laughs> the projector whirs to life and grainy old black and white images begin to play in front of you. A narrator explains how a drug was given to the Royal Marine Commandos in a cup of water. 25 minutes later, the first effects of the drug became apparent. Welcome to the true tale of when the British Army toyed around with giving unsuspecting men a mind-altering chemical, namely LSD. Is this the story that those sort of GIFs slash videos came out of where it's just men just, they cannot... Yep. They just cannot, uh, I can't even think of the, the word. They can't, they can't even control soldier. themselves. <laughs> yeah, they can't soldier. They're just sort of like laughing hysterically oh, and yeah. just like playing with their helmets. Not like that. Um, and <laughs> just sort of being quite daft. Yeah, this is exactly it. It's quite a famous video and I've seen clips of it, but sitting down and watching the full 50 minute thing is an experience and it's even better Like once you realize just how true it all is and kind of just the full story surrounding it and how bonkers it is. So come with me on a drug-induced adventure, boys. Mm. Do we have to take drugs to be on the adventure? Um, well, you'll find it's already been uh, added to your water, so you should stop. Oh, no. Now I can't soldier. Uh, so this black-and-white footage from 1964 shows the usually ferociously well-driven servicemen well-drilled servicemen, I apologise, lying flat on their backs, helpless with laughter or staggering against trees, intoxicated by the hilarity of the whole situation and, of course, also intoxicated by the acid. These experiments gave a whole new meaning to the war on drugs. The uh, narrator <laughs> proclaims... It's, it's a very cutesy, like, classic... And the boys, they went out... And, da, 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 and in 50... It's that kind of yeah, voice. Yeah, sort of British path. <laughs> British path, yeah. One hour in ten minutes after taking the drug, I'm not going to do the accent, with one man <laughs> climbing a tree to feed the birds, the troop commander gave up, admitting he could no longer control himself nor his men. He himself then relapsed into laughter. That's a taste of what... These men to... weren't armed, were they? <laughs> we'll get into that. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. <laughs> this field exercise conducted by the government's secret... Porton Down Chemical Weapons Research Establishment was the first in a series that would end in failure. It was about a half a century ago now that the military's experimentation with acid ended with the chairman of the Chemical Defense Advisory Board declaring that the idea of using LSD as a weapon of war was more, quote, more magical than scientific. This example was one in a series of quite nefarious experiments with the mind-altering chemical lysergic acid diethylamide. There you go, you learned something as well. That's what LSD means. Look at that. Woo. I've already forgotten it, though. (laughs) Me. In the early 1950s, they had explored the possibility of administering LSD in interrogations as a truth drug. 
British servicemen were allegedly asked if they would volunteer to help with research into finding a cure for the common cold. Then it was later claimed that they were given LSD, which is... Wowie, what a sucker punch that is. Drink this water, it'll take your sore throat away. There you go, you'll be all right. By the early 1960s, Porton Down had the same interest in nerve agents, but the focus on LSD had shifted from its potential use as a truth drug to a means of incapacitating the enemy. The hope was that LSD and other such chemical weapons could produce a, quote, humane type of warfare. (laughs) Which, right. I, I mean, it's right when going around tripping up balls trying to feed the birds, it definitely changes the, the, the vibe of the battlefield. They tried all sorts of things during these trials. In 1962, the British noted that their American counterparts were exploring the possibility of weaponizing cannabis to make it a battlefield incapacitating. I'd like agent. to see that. Everyone <laughs> just has a good time and has a few crisps. I'd be very... Yeah, have a sit down. I'm too tired. Just pass the Pringles. It'll be all right. And so, on Tuesday, December 1st, 1964, 17 volunteers from the 41st Royal Marine Commando were given water containing 200 micrograms of LSD. I've got no idea what that means. Um, I assume that's a good amount. (laughs) There would eventually be... (laughs) That's a lot of tiny, tiny amount... Yeah, what is, what is I'm a, assuming that wouldn't be two grams, would it? No, two, two micrograms is like, what is a microgram? That's Mi- tiny, tiny. Mi- uh, yeah, micrograms. it's very tiny. It's I just like, Google it and it says it's minus. really small. The Google image results there, you can't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> there would eventually be three such field exercises. Someone at Porton Down had the sense of humour to recognise that the letters LSD were also the pre-decimal symbols for pounds, shillings and pence. Hence the code names. Money bags, recount, and small change. <laughs> Money bags. Rubbish. <laughs> I, I think rubbish it's very cute. <laughs> hey, they're good code names. Leave them alone. Money bags, the December 1964 exercise, was the first. For the sake of safety, the troops didn't handle any live animation during the exercise. You'll be glad to good. know, Ben. Okay. <laughs> so it was all safe. It was... It was essentially, yeah, it's a fake scenario. They're, they're instructed to act as realistically as possible. Just pretend it's an actual procedure as as training missions tend to go. The 17 Marines were tasked with capturing as many terrorists as possible and hunting for hidden stores during a training exercise. There was an initial control group who performed their duties with great skill, exactly as they were trained to do. And so with the first group passing with flying colours, it was time for the... The, the trippers to come out. The second day of the exercise was when things started to get interesting. After I'm just drinking... picturing a very out of tune, like, trumpet. Like, the trumpet player is high as fuck and he's trying desperately to play the... Sort of laughing just, through the trumpet. Just... And here they come. I'm shambling out. Actually, yeah, that's, that's where the first Grateful Dead album came from. It was a military man on the trumpet who just freestyled it and invented the whole new druggy music take that grateful dead <laughs> fucking unexpected slam from michael johnson grateful dead whoa grateful dead are known for their their their, their, their lsd influence it's a compliment okay. if anything is okay. it okay probably not. I, I don't know i don't know as long as it doesn't sound like an out-of-tune trumpet then that's fine <laughs> uh, it's no it's not it's it's a lovely little group of hillbilly hippies who's having a lovely sing song maybe <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> After drinking their LSD, the Marines headed to Porton Down for a small-scale field exercise in which they were hunting the six terror- terrorists. 
as you could guess. That's, that's a really bad start to any sentence or story. After drinking their LSD, the Marines went to the nearby town to hunt terrorists. It can only go badly. Oh, God. They captured six squirrels. <laughs> they interrogated them for hours. It was a nightmare. As you could, could guess, it did not proceed with the normal military efficiency. Things started off relatively normal. The men proceeded with their mission and made ground towards their objectives. They did so with great skill, using everything they had learned through their years of training. So, like, they're, they're going through the fields, like, they're spread out as not to, you know, be an easy target. They're ducking undercover and, like, you know, every once in a while stopping to get, a, like, a glance at what's ahead of them. You know, just doing it as you should in a battlefield scenario. Mm-hmm. The, the sober narrator explains, At 11.40, the first effects of the drug make their appearance... And as a result, two Marines are reported to the troop commander for insubordination. The men at this time were completely unaware that their behaviour was due to the drug. So a little bit into the mission, some men start acting a bit weird. And the commander's like, well, lads, calm down. Come on, get it together. The commander at this point also under the influence of the drug. (laughs) The troops push on, but now with a complete lack of urgency to their actions, just giggling the entire way not bothering to take cover, just kind of meandering through this field. (laughs) At this point, the scene is more reminiscent of a lovely walk through the woods as opposed to a finely tuned military mission. As they proceed, suddenly they come under, quote-unquote, enemy fire from a distant combatant. So over in the distance, there's this little shed kind of structure and blanks are being fired towards the men. The men jump to the floor for cover, still continuing to giggle all the while. The umpire ruled that the radio operator of the group had been killed by the fire and thus left the mission. Not that he was much use at this point anyway, as he was rendered completely unable to operate his equipment in his current state. So one man down. They were tasked then with decommissioning the enemy combatants. And so the rocket launcher team was deployed. Oh, (laughs) man! right. Okay. So yeah, they, this, they, I think they signal back and get the, ra- the 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 rocket boys on on the on the go. And at this point, the documentary cuts to footage of two men fumbling around with a rocket launcher, like struggling to even pick up the weapon. Eventually, he gets it on his shoulder, and it's just rocking everywhere. Like it's completely oh useless at this point. And they're, they're both just again smirking and giggling to themselves this entire time while holding this massive weapon. And so it's it's established that they're completely incapable of carrying out this task as well. At this point, it's all kind of gone to shit. There's a lull in the battle, and the men simply just begin hanging around in the trees, laughing, having a nice time with each other. Suddenly, a flashbang is deployed amongst the men, but only one soldier responds sufficiently to capture the combatant. The others don't really do anything, despite literally being so close to an enemy. They just kind of stand around and look around like, what's just happened? One man slowly staggers towards like a bit of the trees trying to find out where this has come from and no one else really gives a crap of what's going on. With that um, combatant captured, the men attempt to carry on and try to navigate to the next objective. At this point, the next objective is a mere 700 yards away from their current position and this is in the middle of a wide open country field. So theoretically, this is home run, easy navigation. But... They are so disoriented that they are incapable of figuring figuring out the map and so begin arguing amongst each other, trying to figure out where exactly is they're located on the map. And 
look at this with the the, the the lens of these are highly trained military people like yeah yeah the, the picture of a group of men pointing at a map going no no we're here no no that's ridiculous we're here <laughs> while in the middle of a wide open field is quite amazing a lot of men at this point have no clear objective the commanders have no idea what they're doing and so just continue to lie on the floor and giggle profusely at this point the film pans to a prone giggling marine to an almost destroyed tree trunk one soldier had almost managed to fell a tree using just his spade. And it's not made clear if this was part of the mission or if he just did it for fun, oh but it's quite gosh. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> the commander at this point deems himself incapable of controlling his men and steps down from his position. And the rest of the men just try and fob off this duty amongst each other. Basically going, no, I'm not doing it. You do it. No, I, I can't do it. You do it for a couple of minutes. And while the men are here gathered, arguing amongst each other, an enemy combatant just simply walks right past them, completely undetected. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Just 70 minutes into the mission, with one man up a tree and the troop commander helpless, they just give up on the mission entirely. The men, now without any objectives and no mission, and just simply awaiting transport back to the base, just allow the drug to take hold and can be seen rolling around on the floor, giggling, having a great time. And uh, vehicles arrive to collect the men. But at this point, reality was so distorted that some of the men were just completely unwilling to go near the vehicles and enter them. <laughs> I guess you're in the middle of a forest and this big van comes up, you're like, no, not doing that. Hold and you're on, on LSD. That. Yeah, it's a mad experience. But eventually they all get them in, herd them together, and they return to the base. At this point, they're just casually sitting around discussing the effects, kind of enjoying it. Um, but the commander tries, tries to rein the men in, tries to get a bit of order going on. Uh, but is instead just faced with laughter from the troops. And one of the men even responds, you're joking. Is, I think he, he asked them, um, everyone stand to attention at the side of your beds. And everyone just kind of continues to lie. They're like, you're joking, aren't you? You bugger <laughs> off. In another room, the troop commander is experiencing one of the characteristic effects of the drug. Everything he looks at appears to be patterned. While looking at the white ceiling, he describes geometrical patterns, which are colored and three-dimensional. They appear to move in and out of each other. There's a little clip of him describing this. He just stood there, like, swaying, just, like, with his hands going, like, moving his hands back and forth, trying to replicate the motion. It's absolutely mental to see. One soldier, who seemed to be in the throes of a bad trip, was completely divorced from reality. Even now, three and a half hours after the uh, administration of the drug, he does not know what he is doing or where he is. The Marine can be heard telling the medical observers, no, I've not died, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Back in 1964, the obvious incapacitation of the Marines seems to have been considered an encouraging start. Uh, so, I mean, if you, if you want to tranquilize soldiers, it seems like a very good yeah, way to do it. Yeah, it seems to work. It's effective. Sadly, there was some concerns. After this experiment, recreational use of the drug was completely banned in the UK, and they considered delaying more trials with the drug until more was known about the long-term effects. The committee also noted disconcerting results in one particular case of multiple self-administration and concern over possible addiction. Presumably, one of the port and down scientists had grown rather fond of the laboratory stock and had made a name for himself <laughs> as um, the, the, just sampling the product. Wow. <laughs> but the needs of humane warfare seem to have come first. With all this in mind, they just carried on with more experiments. Um, but sadly, all of them kind of finished with the same results. 
uh, well, not sadly. It was. It went well over and over again. Um, it, so theoretically, it could have worked, but they felt uh, came into issues with how you actually administer the drug on a battlefield because <laughs> you can't exactly go to the enemy and say, "Here, have a glass of water." It'll yeah, I did wonder what the plan was there. Like, if this mm. turned out to be a good thing to use, like, how? What do you do? You know, the, how do you get that in there? So they attempted at some point to deliver the drug in like a chemical gas cloud, right? But the, the the sheer amount of the drug that you need to make that work is like, if it even works, it's gonna be it's gonna mess someone up for a long time. And it's not yeah. not not it's like chances of the, your own men inhaling it were pretty high. And at this point, they just thought, nah, screw this, not worth the effort. And um, let me see, yeah, they just totally totally canned everything from there, deciding completely unable to to use this in a battlefield, which probably is for the best. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, the right decision was made in 1968 to cut the trial short, citing the notion of an incapacitator is a little more magical than scientific. But I had evidence there. They had evidence there. That's all I can huh. say. But thus marks the end of LSD's time as part of the British Army's arsenal. Um, thankfully, it's, the, the British Army's experimentation with the drug was a lot more innocuous than the American... Uh, Americans during MK Ultra, they did some batshit insane stuff for the drug, such as like yeah, well, poisoning that was water the... supplies with it. Uh, well, they were looking into um, like mind psychic control. stuff, mind control, weren't they? Via partly via drug drug administration and stuff. But yeah, that's really weird stuff there. Yeah, uh, thankfully wow. the British just just gave it to some soldiers in a field and let them plod around for a bit and decided <laughs> that's nah, not worth it. <laughs> Yeah, after this, um, yeah, the British Army decided uh, the experimenting was best left to the hippies. Brilliant. There you go. I highly recommend watching the video. It's, it is hilarious seeing it in full context. If you just Google British Army LSD, it'll come up. I remember um, reading a study when I was doing psychology about... Um, it was. I think the whole point, the reason that we learned about it is because it was just like someone had just done something and called it an experiment, but it was like, what was the point of this? What were you doing? And they gave LSD to an elephant. Oh, um, God, yeah. But they gave it, even when you account for the size difference between a human and an elephant, they gave it the equivalent amount of LSD that was 100 times the dose you would have given, like, if you convert it into a human. So the the amount they gave to the elephant would be the equivalent of giving a human a hundred times the regular dose. And that the elephant just like went like really crazy for a very brief time. And then it just, I think it just like had a heart attack and died. And it's like, okay, what have you learned there? What, what, hello? <laughs> well, what, what were, were you going doing? into this expecting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it make the, uh, maybe it could have increased brain power, the elephants. Uh, yeah. Well, sadly, it, that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, I it's time for uh, you, our final Hopefully, question. Thank you, Michael, for that. Thank you, boys. Um, ridiculous. I feel like we've not had this question before, but I've got a backup in case we have. Foxy Noxy at Shawnee underscore uh, on Twitter says, what's your favourite holiday memory or strangest experience whilst there on holiday, presumably? Have we, we've not done that before, have we? I don't think. I don't think I don't so. Think so. We might have done, like, where's the best place you've been, but in terms of specific memories... Do you have any mm. fond or strange holiday memories? Um, I've got a very weird thing that happened to me in San Francisco, which, uh, again, we've been doing this podcast for too long to the point where I think every anecdote has been told. But I will tell this again in case I've not uh, told you guys it before. Um, so we were in San Francisco 
And there is a bit of an issue in San Francisco with homelessness and uh, mental health issues and drug abuse and things like that. Um, it's kind of a well-known thing um, that it, it affects the city quite badly. So you do see quite a lot of people uh, wandering around who clearly are in need of some help. Um, but a really strange thing happened to us where uh, me and all my family were there. This was years and years ago. I was about 13 and we were walking through Golden Gate Park, and I was hanging slightly back behind the rest of my family. And as I'm walking along, this guy walks past me very, very briskly. He's this really tall guy. He was like 6'2", really thin, and he looked like he was on an absolute mission. Um, and he had a white lab coat on, um, but I noticed that underneath his lab coat, he seemed to be wearing pyjamas and slippers. So I was like, right, where is this man from why is he in pajamas and but he's got like a doctor's coat on you know what's what's going on here uh and as he passed me he reached into the top pocket of his lab coat um he grabbed a handful of single dollar bills and threw them into the air and they went all over the floor and then he absolutely like legged it past my my family and i i was actually i reacted quite uh you know in, in a in a well, let's just say I might not react the same way now, but I was like, oh, oh, mom, stop that man. He just dropped his money. Aww. As though, like, I was like, oh, this man just dropped loads of money. Stop him, stop him. And I started gathering up all this money, but he just, like, got out of there as soon as he could. So then we had all this money, all this cash. And for a minute, like, my parents were like, is this, could this be laced with something? Like, what is, what was that man doing? Um, but in the end, we just we took it and we went and had uh, we went to like the the Japanese gardens. I think they were. It's a long time ago now, and we just had like green tea in the, in the <laughs> Japanese gardens on nice. that man. Oh, um, lovely. Who, I mean, let's face it. What I'm getting at is he looked like he'd escaped from some sort of institution by stealing someone's jacket. But <laughs> right. I don't know. Don't know what was going joy. on. Yeah. Wow. So that that was pretty weird. How strange. Uh, I've got a similar-ish thing, not a man throwing money, but we used to go on holiday and do the, I don't know if you're familiar, with Key Camp. No. Which is like a brand of sort of package holidays that you can do in France, perhaps other places in Europe as well, but we used to do them in France. I've done similar things. We went to Sun Sites. Oh, yeah, that does sound very similar. Yeah, and you just stay in a big tent. Is that it? It's like all set up. Oh, ours were um, like static caravans. Oh, right. Um, okay. But yeah, there was like a kids club. Yeah, that, I like, went to the you know, kids club. So your club. parents could relax yeah. and you had to go and do it was ex- shit exactly games. That. It was just sort of like, yeah, they, <laughs> they were like big tents that you could stay in. They had like a big uh, sort of kitchen-y com- communal area and then there were separate compartments for people to sleep in. So it was oh. it was quite exciting. I think yeah. it's quite a, uh, a cost-effective holiday as well. And mm. we used to get the ferry over and drive and my dad would drive us. And one of the times, or perhaps a few of them maybe, but certainly on one of the occasions that we had an issue with the car, uh, it was like a knackered old Volvo and uh, the immobilizer on the locks used to play up from time to time where it would just lock you out and you couldn't, you just sort of had to wait for the car to calm down Okay. and then you could get back in. And I distinctly remember one time while we were waiting for our ferry, we were in, um, in Calais and uh, we'd, we'd, we'd gotten something to eat and we were parked near the sea just so we could, you know, we had a view of some kind. 
and uh, the immobilizers fucked up and uh, we were we were sort of stranded there with our ferry crossing impending unable to get back into the car because the immobilizer was just like no no you're not getting in you've got to you got to wait. I think my sister cried. It was all very stressful. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but we did. We did manage to get the to get the ferry in the end. But that was that's a memory that stuck with me. Is is being temporarily marooned oh, in uh, in Calais because the because our old Volvo just um, just locked us out. Wow! <laughs> Wouldn't let us in. Know, that was a thing that could happen. That is kind of horrifying, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Didn't know if it would let us in. This isn't a particularly like weird and wacky one but it definitely took me by surprise it was it was a lot of fun as um, when me and claudia were in singapore we were visiting her sister and her boyfriend and i think it was on like our last night in singapore like a last full proper day to enjoy it so we'd gone out for a meal out for drinks it was getting late in the night so all right let's let's get a taxi home and so we sit there for about five minutes and then suddenly just this van pulls up Basically, like a pimped out transit van is the best way I could describe it. The door slides open and it just reveals this neon bath party zone in the back <laughs> of a van. So it's like, like speakers playing with music. The van had neon lights underneath it. There's like lights spinning everywhere. I think there was some like fog rolling out as well. And they're like, and they just turned to us like, right, this is the ride. Get in. It turns out in Singapore, there's a thing called like party buses, which essentially operate like taxis and you can just hire them to drive you around places and you get in the back and it is just like a mobile party. They've got like a sound system. You can choose any song you want to play. It blasts at the loudest volume. The best bit was the driver serves drinks while he's driving. What? (laughs) So you just sit could we have some vodka, please? And you pour out a couple of shots for you, hand them back, and you carry, and you just carry on driving. And you're there singing your heart out to the Venga boys, drinking vodka in the back of a pimped out transit. And That's amazing. We got there in one piece. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. That's brilliant. <laughs> I think they do that uh, in the UK now. You can hire party <gasps> buses. Um, what? Oh, my yeah. God. I don't think they just drive around like Yeah, I don't think they serve up. you the driver serves you drinks probably. And the driver doesn't but... serve you drinks, but people I've seen on just like on TV and stuff. I don't know, like on on I don't know where I would have seen it, but people um you you hire a bus. It's got like a basically a disco inside it. Disco, you know, a club. Disco, a disco yes. Yeah. We're going disco. out for a disco on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, there's like there's music and lights and there probably are drinks there, but I don't think the driver serves them to you while you're driving along. That seems insane. I overtook one leaving uh, Gateshead. Oh yeah. Well, really? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a van that just said party van on the side. Or party oh bus. yeah, look at that. That's incredible. Oh god, yeah. Good yeah, god. these are. The, the, I guess the difference in Singapore is that these just operate like taxis. Like they'll just park up outside of like popular areas, yeah. just waiting to pick people up. That's great. And there's like a whole army of them. It is absolutely amazing. <laughs> wow, incredible. Well, there we are. That's the podcast. Would you like to know what came out on Vidiots slash is coming out on, on the Vidiots YouTube channel? Uh, Two, three years ago over the next two weeks i'd love to please, know please here we go so we've got uh a vod of vidiots live i think this may be the first live stream we did oh. where we played mario party 4 and worms yes i think that was oh that one that's had a copyright claim just <laughs> don't, know. don't know don't know what that <laughs> is that's copyright. nintendo from beyond the grave cheggers party <laughs> quiz oh shut up cheggers you're, you're dead, dead. 
There legendary. we are, legendary one. Uh, and he still the... makes it into Pod Squad every week. He does every yeah. single time. I'm reading the description. Uh, in 2007, after the PS3 and Xbox 360 had launched, British C-list celebrity Keith Chegwin <laughs> released a quiz game for PS2. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's he's generous. I think he's D-list. Him. He's not really C-list, is he? No. Uh, running the Gauntlet Vanilla Minecraft episode 15. Uh, Insomnia 63 vlog, finding Billy's long-lost cousin. Oh, we we handed out some of our art there, yeah. and, he, and people um, still have it. I think Andy Welsh from Overclockers gave us a big bag of Haribo, which he we did. distributed yes. amongst everyone yeah. we saw. Definitely <laughs> did. Uh, post some tat number 28, Noah and Billy Crochet Walrus. Uh, Watchdogs 2 Proximity Mind Challenge. That was a fun one. I like that. That was a piece of cake episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Uh, worst games ever, Turning Point, Fall of Liberty. This is where we discussed Nazis. For the first time, I think, and the the uh, the pronunciation of Nazi, the Nazi, Nazi menace, menace. Yeah, yes, we... off of the nineteen forties in Britain, Nazis, an explosive finale, Vanilla Minecraft episode sixteen. There we are, few dams. The end. We blew up the whole flipping town, didn't we? Yeah, started a trend. Flipping place. Continue to do. Uh, Vidiot's live. Dark Souls remastered. The birth of Barbara <gasps> Piss. Oh uh, wow. wow! Some real landmarks. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, Barbara's so three years old then. Oh, Barbara birthday, is Barbara. Barbara's going to be three. Yeah, holy shit! Wow, oh. big birthday, big Barbara birthday. And that purely uh, was off a, a Boppis pun name, wasn't it? It, it was, was. It was a freestyle naming thing where it was. We've got Boppis, but that's actually an evolution of the term uh, <laughs> Boppis. Uh, and before that, it was Barbara Piss, and that's where. <laughs> That was the. Is it etymology? Is that there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The etymology of the term boppis. That's the history oh, the of it. Story that was spawned from that. Truly magical. Unbelievable. It all started there. Uh, the betrayal. Worms revolution. Hunting hat films. Prop hunt part one. Oh, uh, Podiat's episode fourteen. Holes. Uh, Fortnite sandwich making challenge. Remember oh, that one? that's that's Mikey the one where spits I... a bit of sandwich out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> this is where Dave said to us, "Hey." You want to get you want to get those views. You've got to play some more modern games, and we're like, yeah. okay, but we're gonna do it weird. Mm. Yeah, so we're gonna make it completely. We're gonna impossible. make sandwiches while playing Fortnite. <laughs> and you know what? Didn't didn't get that many didn't views. Work. So no, it didn't work. So didn't work. Your tat is beautiful. Post some tat number twenty nine. Uh, and finally, worst games ever. Fight Club. Oh, brilliant! And there we are. So that is what is coming out several years ago. On Vidiots. Um there is a place you can go. It's a magical place where <laughs> something toys are us. No, it's store.yogscast.com, isn't it, Michael? Uh, you're absolutely right, and I think actually this is the store's down right now, so I'm gonna have to. Um... Oh. Yeah. Footman toys are us. That's down as well. That's down oh, for good. Jeffrey That's and right. helpers don't stock up the shelves anymore. <sighs> oh, oh no, poor Jeffrey's out on the streets. Bless him. <laughs> But yes, store.yogscast.com, provided the, the, the whole web store is online, you can find a wonderful selection of vidiots and podiots related merch. It's, you've got hoodies, shirts and mug for mm. wearing and using as drink receptacles. And the best thing of all this is, is that you can get... Wait, I've spoiled it. I've spoiled yeah, it. I'm not going to tell you what? what you can get until I tell oh. you how to get it. <laughs> if you use code... Vidiots mm-hmm. at checkout, you will get ten percent off absolutely everything, everything. in the Yogscat. Oh. Everything, 
So you can use it on our stuff and other people's stuff, but preferably use it on our stuff. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks so much. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook.com forward slash Vidiots Official. <laughs> also, Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots Official. And of course, Streamlabs.com forward slash Podiots Donations. Donate three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the podcast. And join Pod Squad Mikey. Kick us off once again. Billy Ray and the Clonosaurus. Stop turgling my Gergberg. Shrek the musical. Mr. Black. Donak. Oh, seven. Podiots made me crash my car. Alcoholic. Kermit the Pogue Mahone. Shit, forgot to use camel case. Alan Claw. Keith. Keith. Keithsus. Chegsaw. Massaquin. Got it again. Check out my naked jungle. Stukalicious. The generous. Anyway, here's Roland. Specky Becky. Trunter's coming with us. And Fox Wolves You. Ooh, ooh. Also, Stephen Skodes, Pro Trainer, Gooey Bug Spittoon, No Donation from Fred Weber, Lord Cheggers Esquire, Lord Brotovich, Cheggers Party Knob, The Generous Okaru127, The Very Very Generous Terry Wiz, Mikey Watched Shrek He Like It, I Got Crumbs In My Pubes Again, Bamble Fumble Namble Danble, uh, Liz Fern, who was very generous as well, thank you, Two in the Pink, One in the Stink, Peter stole my Spyro porn. Uh, Caroline, come back. I forgive you. And Laurie Wales, yeah, Bob. Canada Communist Candy Party. Hedgehog. Chairman Mauam. Leon Gumdropsky. Fredo Rick Engels. Karl Marx Bar. Peter's Bed Socks. Ben saying beans. Stephen and Olive are cats. The very generous Mr. Macker. Prince Beefcakes. Cunt Eastwood. Just keep swimming, Ash. Dick in the bungalow. Uh, ben Potter's filth squad. Dick and Femidom. Uh, Jane Austen is Peter's mum. Cheggers jinkle jammed in a door. Maidley's airborne broth. I wonder big are dick. <laughs> uh, dogging in Peter's tiny car and that is your pod squad for this week thank you so much everybody once again streamlabs.com forward slash podiots donations three pounds or more to get a shout out Mikey where can people find you at Parrotboy on Twitter is the best place to find me and all of my shenanigans um, that's about it really and I stream on occasion on Twitch as well Parrotboy there as well I recently watched the entirety of Shrek the Musical there and it was very good and my channel <laughs> hasn't been wiped from the internet with a DMCA strike by magic. So good. go check it out. That's good. Good stuff. And Peter, where can people find us? Uh, we are as a duo at Team Triple Jump on Twitter and Facebook, uh, but also, of course, Twitch and YouTube. That's where the content goes out. Incidentally, I'll just take this moment to say, if you're a Triple Jump fan and you've not followed us on Facebook yet, please go and do that. I know it's yes. not the right channel to tell you to do that, but please do. Um, uh, but individually, I am that Peter Austin on Twitter and Instagram, actually. And Ben is confused underscore dude on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why not leave us an iTunes review or a review slash rating on your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms thank you so much for listening everyone uh, do we have a final question for people at home um, can we just task people with Dave bombing some places oh, is yeah. it, is it, it might become a dangerous epidemic but I just kind of want to see him spread around the world a little Five bit. Five people have seen my Dave Mount Rushmore photo, but not oh. me. I'm not one of them. Yeah, so. it's gone up. It's, it's climbing. 
getting there. Mine's still at one view, I guess, because it's such an obscure thing. It'll, it'll take up eventually. <laughs> Just the business owner, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe we request that uh, Pod Squad donators for next episode, their name is telling us where, where Dave's been. Like, Dave has been to the Eiffel Tower, etc. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah, let's take Dave on a holiday. <laughs> tell us where you tell us where you took Dave. Like when you borrow the the like the class mascot and you go on holiday with it and you take photos with like the bear. And it's like, oh, the bear went to San Francisco. Yeah. Look, here's photos of the bear. We had a frog and he was called Phileas Frog. You know, like <laughs> That's around cool. the world in eighty days. It was it was great. Very cute. Fantastic. Um, so you're suggesting these people do do a Dave bombing and yeah. then uh, stick stick the the thing in their name. Yes. So two bits of homework this week. Two bits everyone. of homework, everyone. There we are. Or just do a Dave bomb in your own time. Yeah. yeah. Like. Whatever. Okay. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Look after yourselves. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.